Devil's Lettuce definitely is another funny one. I don't think anyone can say that with a straight face. I'm going to 100% try from here on out. <laughs> Yo, what's up? You want to smoke some Devil's Lettuce? <laughs> yeah? Come on in. Do you like books? I'm outlining a new writing project. Who wrote this book? Read it. Do you read it? Sometimes I'd write something. What are you writing? Have you written anything lately? I'm Amanda Stern, and this is Bookable. On today's show, smoke them if you got them, because the times, they are a-changing. To John, his first pot party looks exciting. Everyone seems to be having fun. Best of all, there are no parents, no other adults, no one to interfere with the fun. It wasn't so long ago that the U.S. had full-blown reefer madness. Everybody else is doing it. If he can handle bennies and beer, he should be able to handle a few harmless puffs just to see what it's like. And then we got all those burnout, pothead, stoner stereotypes. You got a joint? Hey, you want to get high, man? Who's our munchies tonight, yo? It'd be a lot cooler if you did. <laughs> what are you people, on dope? But here's the thing. Right now, 40 states have either enacted medicinal cannabis laws, decriminalized possession, or fully legalized recreational use. Do you smoke weed? Man, ain't nothing wrong with smoking weed. Dopest dope I've ever smoked. It's extremely potent, but a completely mellow high. So these are sativas, these are indicas, these are 25. Dear listeners, welcome to the age of legal weed. And our guest today, she's our tour guide and the perfect person to teach us all about this new green revolution. Hi, my name is Michelle Luke, and I am the author of Weed, Everything You Want to Know But Are Always Too Stoned to Ask. Michelle Luke. She's got the street cred. I am primarily a music and cannabis journalist based in Los Angeles. And the passion. I think it was love at first sight. (laughs) To write the book about all things weed. But before she started, there was a fundamental question she had to answer. Is it basic to write, like, a guide to weed? Like, everyone knows weed, you know? Like, what what is there to say that's interesting? But then I started really jumping into this world and going to all these events and talking to people. And I was like, okay, there's actually so much going on that most people have no idea about. And... You know, there's like a whole new culture that's emerging that needs to be documented. And there's a lot of newbies coming into the scene who might feel intimidated asking these questions. But you don't just read this book. Oh my God, it's beautiful. You experience it. Gorgeous. There are dozens of incredible illustrations that pull you in, courtesy of illustrator Tu Tran. Tu Tran is this freaky genius, and she's done a lot of work for, like, Comedy Central, Adult Swim, and I think that's where she was really informed by, the sort of, like, bizarro yet friendly take. What we try to communicate through the illustrations is that, like, it's a very playful thing and that it's very welcoming. Because most importantly, weed is goofy. (laughs) So we tried to, like, convey that through the aesthetic as well. Mission accomplished, sister. Okay, so what about the basics? I need to make sure I know what I'm talking about. So sativa, to me, means um, like energetic and sort of brainy and introspective. Okay, look, that's good, fine, give me the eyes. Um, (laughs) Indica, I think of as 
in the couch. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So you're just like sort of a little brain dead. That's how I was raised. Yeah, I mean, I think that you're totally on point. I just maybe gave you the eyes for the introspective for sativa because uh-huh. I think of it as being very extroverted. But I think it really depends on the person. Right. Like what's really cool about weed is that it really like interacts with your own body chemistry as mm-hmm. well. So like if we both smoke the same strain, we're not going to feel the same necessarily. Right. Like there will probably be like certain characteristics that um, correspond to like the types of terpenes that are in the plant. So would you think of the terpenes as like a type of essential oil? or Totally. Like a, okay. um, and, and I feel like it's actually more accurate to talk about the terpenes rather than to talk about sativa versus indica okay. because everything is really a hybrid these days, to be honest. Okay. Um, because of the lack of like rigorous testing and you know there's just so much that's been going on underground for so many years I think that a lot of strains have just crossbred to the point where it's really 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 hard to find a pure sativa or a pure okay. indica mm-hmm. but yeah like in general the sativa is more like an upper right. <laughs> and um it's more cerebral and indica you generally feel it more in your body and I love mm. that in the couch mm-hmm. breath that you made that's yeah, great that's how I was brought up from weed page 18 if you want to sound like a pro pothead cannabinoids a group of chemical compounds found in cannabis is the first term you're going to have to get familiar with it's a bit of a tongue twister but trust me the instant stoner cred you'll get by dropping it in a conversation is so worth it. Weed has like hundreds of different cannabinoids. And THC is like the one that everyone knows because mm-hmm. it's the one that actually gets you stoned. Right. And that's definitely the m- most prevalent one. But um, as you probably know, CBD has become huge mm-hmm. and it's like almost too much where I'm just like oh my god if someone offers me another CBD chocolate I'm gonna like ugh too much I mean I almost think like it's a little dangerous that CBD is super unregulated right now and you see it like sold in delis god knows what's in there I think that people are sort of wisening up to it a bit more that you can't just like take any random thing because also CBD studies have shown that you need to have some THC in order for the CBD to work so if you're taking like pure CBD isolate Mm -hmm. like you know like some people like love to just like dab CBD crystals and Mm -hmm. like I don't know if that's really gonna do anything for you Kim Kardashian (laughs) (laughs) and then beyond THC and CBD, you have all these other cannabinoids like CBN, Delta-8, THCA that all have like slightly different effects. You know, a lot more research needs to be done into like exactly what's going on with them. But I love the idea that (laughs) we basically legalized all these cannabinoids and you can't take it back. From Weed, page 65. Getting so high you can't feel your face isn't always helpful when you've got things to do. 
which is why we've included a handy primer to microdosing and packed in some healthy recipes for when you're hitting the gym or office and need a little boost. We've come a long way from the pot brownie, baby. One of the most interesting trends that I've noticed in the legal weed space is this idea of like using weed for productivity and for creativity and for like energy mm-hmm. rather than the traditional like you're going to be a lazy stoner sitting on your couch eating. Um, so you're doing like so little that you're not even really noticing like conscious effects. I think that it just sort of gives you a little bit of a boost without being overwhelming. Specifically, it does make me feel a little bit more open, a bit more creative, a little bit more energetic. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of people like turn to like pharmaceuticals to like increase their productivity, like Adderall Mm -hmm. or even coffee. But I feel like with coffee, the spike is like so high sometimes you can get kind of jittery. Whereas this is like really like chill on your body Mm -hmm. but still gives you that little bit of a you know bing that you need right while also hopefully helping with any pain yeah definitely okay so are that what are the forms that these small doses are coming in is there anything like particularly kooky so there was this woman named emily who started um a company where these um they're basically it's water soluble weed powder Wow. <laughs> it's kind of a breakthrough because you can add it to like smoothies you can sprinkle it literally on anything huh. and she has like a little spoon that like perfectly measures like a little dose and the idea is that you just like put it in your morning smoothie and start your day and the doses are like exactly. one milligram two mm-hmm. well mm-hmm. i feel like if i took 2.5 milligrams of weed i would be stoned <laughs> You want to try? I brought like, these weed mints that yeah? are 2.5. <laughs> sure. Yeah. We're halfway through the interview. We'll see what happens. Time for a short break. When we come back, the edibles, oh, they kick in. And we go dancing at a weed rave. Stick around. Welcome back to Bookable. I'm Amanda Stern, here with Michelle Luke, author of Weed, Everything You Want to Know But Are Always Too Stoned to Ask. So at this point, do you consider yourself a journalist, an activist, or an educator, or all three? Definitely all three, but also a rave queen, because I started throwing my own party called Weed Rave when I got to California. So that's part of my repertoire now, too. Um, Can you uh, talk a little bit about that for a second? Tell me about Weed Rave. What is that? For sure. So it's a party that basically takes place like quarterly in different cities around the United States as well as maybe the world and it's like a day into night party so Mm. we have a lot of like discussion panels and cooking classes and yoga Mm. and stuff like that during the day and then it transitions into a two room party with like a sativa room which is more like fast paced music and an indica room which is more ambient and the idea is to sort of like combine these two communities that I've already been a part of weed and and rave like nightlife Mm -hmm. Um, and 
then sort of like connect my friends who are really interested in this culture to like cool, interesting brands run by people who care about the social issues behind um, this culture or Mm -hmm. are run by like people of color and queer people. You know, I Mm -hmm. think it's very much about like building coalition as much as it is about like, you know, creating an interesting new sort of culture. That sounds amazing. Do you find yourself drawn to one room more than the other? No, you know, what surprised me is that um, the ambient room, I guess it shouldn't really be a surprise, but like I feel like I have a thesis with this party, which is Hmm. that I think that weed is a really good party substance, Mm -hmm. perhaps even more so than alcohol. Because I think it really heightens your senses. It brings you into the experience. It like... It's pretty hard to be aggressive and mean when you're stoned. Mm-hmm. But so far, I've noticed that the ambient room is always, like, really, really cute. Not to say that the sativa room is not, <laughs> but I think that people are still a little bit more apt to, like, hang out and talk to their friends and chill. Right. When they're super, super, super stoned, which is what happens at the weed rave. People just get really stoned. But I'm still determined because I know they're out there, like the stoner ravers who, mm-hmm. like, want to just smoke a bunch and dance in a dark room. I mean, sounds sort of like my apartment. (laughs) From Weed, page 12. The official term is cannabis, which derives directly from the plant's scientific name. While almost everyone I know says weed... There are hundreds of different ways to refer to cannabis, and the words we choose to use say a lot about society's evolving relationship to this plant. I try to avoid saying marijuana because I think that it has a bit of a problematic history. Uh You know, in the 30s, Mm -hmm. Harry J. Anslinger, who was the head of the new Federal Bureau of Narcotics, started using the word marijuana in order to basically, like, create more regulation around cannabis. But, you know, it's a term that was supposed to, like, make people think about, like, scary Mexican immigrants. It was purposely, like, a scare tactic. And from there, I think what's super disturbing to me is that they proceeded to, like, use cannabis to target all kinds of people, including, like, famous jazz musicians Mm -hmm. like Billie Holiday, who had her life ruined by by the feds. Yeah. So, yeah, the, the history of marijuana, I think, is very, very racist. If they legalize marijuana and, you know, they're going to have to revisit all of these people stuck in jail. Totally. And I think that's one of the most interesting parts about cannabis, that Mm -hmm. there is a social justice element built into it. Like People are very conscious that we've gotten to this stage of liberation and money through the incarcerations of so many people who have, like, literally been locked up for this. So, um I don't know. I think that a lot of companies in California and probably in New York, too, have active, like, you know, give back programs Mm -hmm. where they're donating portions of their profits 
to like, you know, Drug Policy Alliance or Cage Free Cannabis or any other organization that's at the front lines fighting for this issue. Wow. I had no idea. That's amazing. I feel like this is like an opportunity to really question like entrenched systems Mm -hmm. through the guise of capitalism. I think it seems to be working because everywhere I go, like I was just at the weed parade or the cannabis parade and rally on Mm -hmm. Saturday. And more than half of the speeches at the rally had to do with criminal justice and reparations. That's amazing. Yeah. So I love, um, I learned this from your book, I love that the female flowers are the most valuable, (laughs) which makes me wonder whether women are doing really interesting things in the weed world. Well, it's super interesting because there's actually a really high number of female leaders in the cannabis industry like almost like four times the national average. I've asked some women, like, why do you think that the female community is so strong in this industry? And one of the answers I often get is that, yeah, it's because this plant addresses specific physical ailments that women have faced and that like the medical community has often ignored relating to like pain, depression, but I think, you know, more than anything, it's like a plant that brings people together. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think women do care a lot about community. Even throwing my own weed rave, for example, like I've noticed how this is a plant that is very social. I think people sometimes forget that because you associate it maybe in the past with like hanging out at home and like being kind of isolated. Yeah. But even the ritual of like passing it around sharing it with like a stranger, it creates this sort of like bond. And this didn't make it into the book, but like the sex educator told me that, you know, using cannabis allowed her to recover from sexual trauma. And that like before that, she was not able to like enjoy sex at all. Um, And that really blew me away. And it makes so much sense. Like weed as like a way to combat PTSD and anxiety. Weed and other sorts of psychedelics approach these emotional traumas in different ways than pharmaceuticals, which tell you to shut it off and like, don't feel it, it doesn't matter. Whereas I think that weed and psychedelics help you sit with those feelings and reassess them in like a different way and work through them. Exactly. Well said. So, what's your next weed adventure? I, I want to go to a weed museum. I've been hearing about some opening it up. And oh, I'm yeah? I'm ready. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, I'll go with you. <laughs> we'll go on a class trip. All of us. Perfect. To the weed museum. <laughs> Michelle Luke, author of Weed, Everything You Want to Know But Are Always Too Stoned to Ask. It's published by Prestel and came out of course, on April 20th. Bookable is a production of Loud Tree Media. I'm your host, Amanda Stern. Five feet tall and 100% edible. We're produced by me, Bo Friedlander and Andrew Dunn, who also mixed and sound designed the show. Bo is Loud Tree's co-founder and editor-in-chief. Find us on the web at bookablepod.com. And subscribe and rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your shows. That's truly one of the best ways for listeners to find Bookable. I ate the entire gummy. 
So good. I'm way podcasting right now. <laughs> we uh. even got stoned. <laughs> This is Bookable.